my deep smoke cleansing. Yeah, let's look into the, is... the spiritual properties of walnut. Walnut spiritual properties. Probably something like steadfastness because it's so hard. And then you get like black fingers from trying to get them from the walnut case and cov- encasement. There we go. Yeah. So... Protection. Uh, <laughs> uh, one of the things is also related to um, the abundance associated with fertility. So oh. if you're trying to get pregnant, you should be eating walnuts, apparently. Uh, May your walls be fertile. And may your roof. my walls be fertile. <laughs> I can't even tell you how strongly it still smells of smoke in this house. Um, oh my I don't know if I really like this website. It's pretty difficult to read. Hold on. Oh, Let's yeah. go back to... That's fine. Oh, discernment. Oh. In times of challenge. <laughs> Discern this, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will take it. This is times of challenge, isn't it? <laughs> so challenging. <laughs> Maybe it was like an omen and not necessarily like a prosperity thing. Oh no, don't you fucking dare put that on me, Esther Archer. <laughs> now I'm gonna have to light something else on fire and try to Close undo the that. really quick and like put some put some sort of like incense. I do have so much bay leaves. So oh. much bay leaves. I could light an entire bay branch on fire. Or eucalyptus. Yeah, I also have a ton of eucalyptus, but none of my eucalyptus is dry. So that would take like a thousand years to burn. (laughs) One of the interesting things about bay leaves, because like there's a ton that just grow wild and supernaturally in my hometown, is that it's actually a really good fire suppressant. Oh. Because it's so oily that Mm -hmm. it like flashes and then dies really fast, which makes it so dramatic and beautiful in like incense situations or ritual situations. Mm -hmm. But in the actual wild, it's a fire suppressant. Isn't that cool? Oh, that's cool. I had no idea because I always just think of it as being so sparky. Right, like it's right. so fun when you light it on fire because it like gets like all a, like a you know. like a sparkler. Yeah, it's just so cool. Firework. But my, I would my mom was saying that the one of the reasons why it's like so beneficial to have so much of it around in Karma Valley is because it's a total fire suppressant. Oh, like, that's really cool. It, it might light grasses around it on fire but Mm -hmm. it kind of in some ways ends up protecting larger trees because they're like little especially in our area they're like hedges that are Mm -hmm. just sort of like throughout the whole forest so it can keep the fire like burning bright and low and not having it jump up into the trees which is Mm, cool that is cool fire suppression man and also it smells great so yeah that's also fun Anyway, what were we talking about? Should we start the <laughs> I thought that was the banter, but okay. We're gonna ha- I didn't do the intro yet. Okay. All right, well, welcome, welcome to Wildly Tarot Podcast. This is this is a week already, so why not the the intro come after the banter for the episode? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. We're just like I almost smoked myself out of my entire home yesterday because yeah, I didn't realize that the flu in my fireplace was closed. And Nathan was not home. And I was like, oh, it's been a terrible, terrible day. I'm going to light a fire and yeah. just sit by that and read. Wait, wait, and wait. So wait, I wait. did light a yeah. fire because how cold is it right now? If I tell you, <laughs> people are going to be mad at me. They're not going to be mad. Just be it very was humor. probably like 47, which is actually cold. No, that's it was probably kind of more like, like 55. Like the, <laughs> it's on the <laughs> cold. You were on the cool side. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. I'm not for certain sure. It's the, the cool side was. of the pillow is what you're basically feeling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's say that today at the same time, it's projected to be uh, 
48. So I, my guess would be low 50s, high 40s. <laughs> so obviously I was freezing all the way to death and my dog was just sitting by the cold fireplace whining because she's like very, very into having fires burning. But anyway, I lit a fire and then I turned my back on it. And then suddenly the smoke alarm in my bedroom started going off, which is the highest point in the house. So I went upstairs. I didn't even think like, I wonder if the flu's open or not. I just went upstairs to try to get that smoke detector to stop making the terrible noise. And then once I'd done that, all the other smoke detectors started going off. And so my brain, because I was like in a full blown panic started going around checking on the, cause I like, I can't handle that noise. Like no, it, yeah, the no- it triggers yeah. something like so panicked in mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started going to check on all the fire on all the smoke alarms instead of checking the fireplace. And then I looked around, like I kind of broke out of this like fugue state of trying to figure out what the hell was going on. And my house was completely filled with smoke. And then I texted Nathan, which is so dumb and yeah. said, did you close the flu? And he's like, yeah, I always close the flu. And why did I text him instead of just going to check the flu? <laughs> well, it's just, you're in a panic. You can't explain in things when you're in a panic. I was in a panic. Anyway, so my whole house filled up with walnut smoke. And before we started recording, Esther and I were looking at what walnut Oh, no, it's going means. in the podcast. So they already heard it. They're just giving the context afterwards. Well, I don't know if we were recording when we first looked it up. I'm just hoping that I it is so. not a portents i'm hoping that it is a cleansing situation <laughs> i'm taking it as cleansing. Not, bay leaves it is yeah i'll just close that flu right back up and be like <laughs> i don't know what happened nathan's asleep in the other room there's no way he heard me <laughs> no of course not no 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 <laughs> anyway i think that the we are in the shadow of mercury retrograde it starts huh. in a week and a half uh-huh. and um it might be a good idea for me to start being a little bit more careful careful because about every things. year <laughs> this the first mercury retrograde of the new year you always do something to your body the past True. two or three years it's been like yeah this. something major since well, we started the podcast hopefully. it's been like this the first mercury retrograde of the year I think it's because winter quarter at my day job is so stressful that uh-huh. I can't get present enough like the worst one was that ankle rolling situation where my ankle was fucked up for like eight months because i just mac pulled and i stepped on something weird and Uh i fell on myself and fucked up my ankle for like eight months so and then in the past i've always gotten really sick in this quarter too i think it won't happen because i'm not meeting with students in person yeah but i also just think that this time of year stresses me out so much Mm -hmm. So I'm already going to start based on yesterday. Maybe yesterday was my huge fuck up for January. And for this market retrograde, it's done. Yeah. It's over with. I already did that thing. And Mm -hmm. now I'm going to walk through every step of my day. (laughs) I mean, not well enough, probably. But I do think that when it gets warm enough today, we're going to do all of the windows open and circulate the air sort of situation. Just because, you know, lungs are sensitive babies yes they are yeah especially now like we don't want to have any lung damage that's for sure exactly yes anyway i hope that i'm not alone in having disastrous januaries (laughs) i don't think i am no i think i think it's just lots of new year new pressures that we have to and expectations we have to live up to on our own selves so (laughs) let them go (laughs) set the lowest expectations possible seriously seriously and i'm like normally not even like a new year new me person i never have been but maybe there is something to be said about just generally yeah winter anyway 
We'll get through this. We always do. Okay, it's my turn to pick on the day. Okay, okay. <laughs> there's, I don't know if, if in behind, to your left, or to, to Holly's left, there's a window, and there's like a white dog that keeps coming around. It feels like a, like a white lump of something keeps walking by that window. Uh, this is the second story, so I hope not. <laughs> it's, it's like a white, like a white sheet or something just keeps like coming across that side panel there. And I was like, first I thought it was Mac. And I was like, oh, okay. But I'm like, but Max should be inside. And so. Esther, yeah. And this is fully the second story. Okay. Like, I well, am 15 feet above the ground. Well, there is oh something on the outside of the window that just keeps passing by. Like it's Ugh, having a good time. Right. <laughs> Yikes. Hopefully it's nothing. Do you think maybe it's I headlights? Thought it, well, I was, no, I don't think it's not. I don't think it's headlights because it. I mean, maybe it's headlights, but I don't. I only notice it like what the, when the blast half comes. So I wasn't sure if it was like a neighbor walking in your yard. No, I mean you wouldn't. The only thing that I can see from this is my neighbor's bathroom window. Like oh. I, <laughs> yikes! <laughs> All right, well, if I don't make it through this podcast episode, Esther, feel free to go on without me. Uh, I think Rachel could. I'll have the podcast a with the ghost substitute co-host. Yeah, I'll be there in spirit. I don't know if this microphone will pick up my audio frequencies as a ghost, but. I think that Rachel would be a great yes, uh, replacement addition. for me. Yeah. Yeah. A great bunt. <laughs> In the bunt event bunt. of my haunting related death or maybe lung damage, smoke inhalation. Who the hell knows? Who the hell knows? Okay. Well, <sighs> we're not, we're not, ter- we're not even recording this on video to even like play it back. That's I know. I'm thing. so curious. I know. I'm so curious too. And I'm like, my eyes are peeled on that window for the whole entire episode now. And it's not going to happen again. Oh God. Okay, so yeah, I'm using even this tarot three, four, five, six, seven for our card of the day. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. It is the Ace of Candles from Numinous, the oh. Ace of Wands. Is that pretty? Love it. It's that. The deck we're reviewing today has beautiful wands too. Mm-hmm. So I love a wands. Situation. I do too. This is the this is the fire from yesterday. This this that Ace. <laughs> Stoking the flames. The Angel. Yes. Okay, our first question of the episode is from Emmett, and he says lots of things. Okay, let's see. (laughs) Hi, lovelies. You've answered a couple of questions for me before, and it's always been super helpful, so here I am again. Life has improved a lot since the last time I wrote to you. Last fall, I was moving back in with my evangelical parents for a season to try and save money and figure out next steps, as well as have my mom's help with recovery from top surgery. That whole experience actually went a lot better than I had feared. So yay. In February, I got a new job back in Memphis, the city where I've spent most of my adult life and which I dearly love. Also, Emmett knows I have mutual friends with Emmett. Oh, how funny. I see them on Twitter and I just kind of back away stalking. But just, you know, I have like, like legitimate like friends with Emmett. So does Emmett know? No, I probably not. (laughs) Because well, Emmett, now it's your assignment <laughs> to figure out who your m- actual mutual and real life friends with Esther are. I, hey, but that's fine because you're out now. Yes, I am. But I'm not following these friends on my public account. This is like my private secret Twitter uh, account. The one that's like I locked see. to everybody. But I see. anyway, Emmett, I see you. <laughs> and I love you dearly. Okay. 
So uh, this is by far the easiest job I've had in my, in my life. And while it's in the nonprofit sector and therefore doesn't pay a ton, it's given me some much needed financial stability as well as the time and space I need to recover from three very stressful years. Then in April, I made the decision to drop out of grad school for the second and a half time, sort of, long story, <laughs> which was another weight off and gave me more free time. I love that it was yes. like the second and a half time that they decided. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. And good call. Yes, exactly. We approve. All that to say, <laughs> things are pretty good now. However, I just found out that my rent is going up in February. Not by a lot, but my car needs some pretty pricey work done, and that's also when student loan payments are supposed to restart. I could probably make things work, but I would have to go back to watching every penny super closely, which is something that's really stressful for me. Alternatively, yes. I could pretty easily go back to working a few shifts a week at an unnamed coffee corporation to earn <laughs> some extra cash and get free coffee. Hey, sorry, I like free coffee. But <laughs> Esther does not have access to really good coffee options. I have, to, tra I have to travel 45 minutes to said coffee corporation. <laughs> and that happens like maybe once a month. So yeah, I finally feel like I'm at a place mental. Oh, but wait, he's, but then he says, but working multiple jobs is, is its own type of stress as well as we absolutely, absolutely know. Yeah. I finally feel like I'm in a place mentally and emotionally where I can actually engage with other human beings and foster actual friendships again. And I'm worried the financial stress will put me back into my isolated hermit mode where I only talk to my dog and the internet. I just want to let you know that I edited out a part of this question where Emmett says, I understand internet friends are real friends, but you know what I mean? Oh, yes, and yes, I yes. I just think that that deserves space also. <laughs> yes, it does. It does. <laughs> I'm like, well, we're here with you. Now that, yeah. I've, now that I've word vomited all over you, here's an attempt at some actual questions. Which path would be better for me, pinching pennies and keeping my free time or giving up some free time for more financial wiggle room? Or is there another option altogether that I'm not seeing? And whichever path I choose, what can I do to support my well-being and be an actual person instead of a vaguely person-shaped blob of stress? Oh, my gosh. That is so precious <laughs> because I feel like a vaguely person-shaped blob of stress I constantly. <laughs> I was going to say, I think that should be, like, on a shirt. Yes, exactly. It's so relatable. It's so, like, I so would... relatable. Yeah. We're just trying our best. We are all trying uh, How do you want to approach this? I think definitely like the two paths. Yeah. And then whatever path comes out, like what can they do to support that path going forward? Yeah. Okay. But also I would say as a person who is working like some weeks, 60 hours, like the whole month of November, it was 60 hours a week. Oof. Like definitely if you, if you decide to go that route, no matter what this reading says, if you decide to go that route, you have to be very strict with your free time and don't let anybody encroach on yeah. that. And not, you have yeah. to be very, very protective. So if you're ready to be protective over that space, then that's kind of like an, ind an indicator. And to me, what kind of to help along. And I know you know this because you've had multiple jobs before, but I think yeah. that's like super important as you go forward to be protective. If that's of the that. way you want. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. Um, okay. So the first path then would be to be pinching pennies and keeping free time. Okay. And we could just say, I guess the hard positions could be like what that would be like. Yeah. Like kind what of, to expect. Yeah. Kind of what, yeah. Kind of what to expect. If it's going down that pathway. 
like okay. pinching Penny's path. <laughs> pinching Penny's path. <laughs> so alliterative. <laughs> I'm a Southern Baptist. What else can I say? <laughs> Don't say that about yourself, Esther. I made a Christian joke. That's the first joke I've made in like five years. Oh, point. I didn't even recognize that it was a Christian joke. Oh, no, I just Pinching said. Pinching Penny's path? Is no, that no, no. something that they well, would say? Because alliteration in Southern Baptistism is oh, like they just the love thing it. to do. Like, if something is alliterative, it's true. It's true. It's like very <laughs> biblically accurate. You, like every pastor in the Southern Baptist Convention wants illi- like illiterate. Oh my gosh. Wants alliteration. Alliteration. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they want that too because they can. Take yeah, upsettingly it. both is the answer to that. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. So, so yeah, alliteration doesn't make things true, no. um, but I get why people think that. Yeah, and, and it's <laughs> it's, and it's fun to you know you'll remember it easily. Oh, my pastor, he said, the pinching pennies pathway. What would the, the verb be for that? The perfect pinching. Yeah. Pennies pathway to prosperity. <laughs> That's the name of the workshop that they charged $6,000 to attend. Hey, that's my prosperity we're talking about. <laughs> that's how I'm being prosperous. All right. So we'll do the pinching pennies pathway first. <laughs> what that would be like. Okay. So what did you get? I got the seven of candles with seven of wands and okay. the shadow, which in this deck is the devil. The devil. Cool. And I got the three of pentacles and the eight of pentacles. Okay. So especially with the seven of candles, there being a yeah. l- like lots of conflict and the devil and the eight of pentacles. I think it's going to be really, really rough. Stressful. Yeah. yeah. Like you, like, even though you may feel like you're in control, like, okay. So the devil in this card, like their hands are wrapped. They're not really in control at all. Yeah, like, even totally. though you're trying to control this thing called money, you're not in control because of these external circumstances. Right. Totally. So I think even though you may, you, and you, you may be trying to like find other ways of income through the eight of pentacles, you're it's still just going like smaller, like maybe not like part-time job, but like smaller, other like little small jobs. Or even just you've, still are working hard in your regular mm-hmm. job. Yeah. Like there's still, and then you have the additional sort of task of managing money. That's mm-hmm. really stressful for you. Right. So even that could be the eight of pentacles, just like all of the things, it's just the day-to-day stuff of like managing all of it. Yeah. And with the three of pentacles there, it may be like that you may have to depend on other people for some things sometimes and to, for like help and support. Yeah. So, and it's not like an emotional support with pentacles would be like financial support. So I just think overall, like that expectation going in is that it's going to be a rough go just trying to keep that job. Yeah. Singularly. And make ever just balancing everything will be yeah. really hard. Yeah. Yeah. I just took a sip of water and it totally went down the wrong tube, which is what you get for trying to be subtle and taking a sip of water while you're recording an audio medium. It's okay. It's just so much room for error. It's fine. It's okay. <sighs> Thank God you know how to edit. <sighs> anyway. Okay. So let's pull some cards then for not for taking on the second job. Yes. We'll see how that goes. I don't have an alliteration for that. Sorry, everybody. My Baptist is not it's, <laughs> overwhelmed now uh coffee complexity carding nope i lost it (laughs) 
Oh. Huh. Okay, that doesn't... No, I got the Chariot and the Ten of Cups. Oh, I got the Awakening, which is Judgment, and the Explorer of Candles, which is the Knight of Candles. Or the Knife. Knight of Wands. Knight of Wands. <laughs> Knight of Wands. Interesting. I feel like taking on the second job gives you more space to assess ways to move forward almost. Mm -hmm. Like with the Chariot and the Knight of Wands and also Judgment, it's sort of like... like figuring out ways to move forward in the most effective way. I yeah. think that the joyfulness of the community maybe that you could build through having mm -hmm. that second job might make up for the stressors of having less free time. Yeah. Man, how shitty capitalist pigs are we for being like, yeah, get a, get a second job. You'll, you won't regret it. Like, ugh. Well, it, even like knowing that this is temporary, this is a, because in the awakening here, it's like a doorway. So this may just be a small door into, into jumping off into something else. Right. And also even with the chariot, like that is such a position of action that it's not like it's saying like, once you're here, you're going to stay in this right, specific exactly. place. But I do think that it could be a really good way to make some friends especially yeah. if it's your part-time gig and it isn't like there's, i feel like there's just especially in food service there's such a different vibe for yeah. like your commitment to the place if it's part-time and you have a full-time job versus if it's your full-time job right right so maybe there could be some like space for community building through having a part-time job that mm -hmm. you feel like you don't need need but is helping you yeah. and maybe giving you some access to that community yeah and it's also a job you can leave when you leave the door it's not like yeah you know you depend on this like for a substantial amount like you can you know turn in your two weeks notice and you know get if a different job comes that's available yeah. you don't you're not like allegiance to it wait what did i say allegiance i think that makes sense okay i don't know all of a sudden, you don't Carmen. owe them your allegiance. Yeah. Anyway, well then let's pull, pull cards for how to balance having the two job thing because I think that that's sort of like mm -hmm. given the cards that we got for trying to stick it out without it. Right. Seems like a much more positive and growth oriented environment to say like put yourself in a position where you get to make decisions that aren't based on like panic, mm -hmm. and that will involve having two jobs. Let's see how to balance everything when you're doing that. Oh. Oh, I like this. Mm -hmm. What did you get? I got strength and the two of tomes, just as the two pentacles. Okay. And I got the hanged man and the 10 of swords. Oh. So I think that it's saying, I think what you were saying at the beginning about like setting boundaries when you have two jobs and like recognizing when you're exhausted and mm -hmm. resting rather than forcing yourself into stuff is totally right. Like you can look at your own exhaustion from a different perspective almost. Yeah. And like see it as something that you can work through because you are strong enough to like recognize it beforehand and go into it knowing yeah like when i'm tired i can rest yes and strength is like you're coming at this at, to me it's a positional thing where you're coming yeah. at this new phase of your life from a position of strength you're not coming in there from a position of weakness where you absolutely need this job like yeah. this is something that it will help supplement it's not your life so you can right. kind of look at that perspective and then like just the daily balance of stuff like 
for me having, you know, when I was working 60 hours a week, I stuck to a strict schedule, like even yeah. at night, like turning on do not disturb and forcing myself to go to sleep at certain times. Because... Which is a wild, wild thing to hear from you because oh, yeah. you are a up all night, up all night person. person. Yeah. Like doom scrolling, <laughs> making sure everyone's okay, blah, 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 blah. But it's like to survive this time because for yeah. me this is a temporary thing for for Emma yeah. as well i think this is like not a long term solution uh-uh to me like you have to do certain things in your daily life to keep sane to keep strong yeah. to keep like everything for your mind body and spirit healthy and so yeah. for me it was sticking to a st- strict schedule like sleepy time like it tells you if you like have your alarm, it tells you when you need to go to sleep so you can wake up after yeah. your REM cycles finished so you're feeling refreshed and not super sleepy. It's oh, life changing. The most embarrassing thing that ever happened to me with that app is once I was at a book club and it went off telling me I needed to go to sleep in the middle of the book club. It was like probably seven fifteen. I was like, oh God, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> I love it so much. But and my phone is calling me out for my nighttime routine starting like pre 8 p.m. Like yeah. I'm a fucking toddler. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but yeah, anything like yeah. I think boundary setting. And then also like having the Ten of Swords show up is not saying like you will be destroyed. It's no. just, again, asking us to recognize, recognize. when we feel mm-hmm. so overwhelmed. Yeah. And so... I think in this context, because of the 10 of cups and all of the like movement oriented stuff that comes with getting a second job, Mm -hmm. saying the 10 of swords may be part of it, but it doesn't have to be that like bone tiredness that's totally destructive. If you can figure out a way to two of pentacles it and like allow yourself to rest when it's time to rest and Mm -hmm. then allow yourself to be rejuvenated when you're feeling better, like all of that sort of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yay. Good luck, Emmett. Yes, good luck. I'm so glad that moving you. back in with your family worked well, too. Yes, me too. I was, was... worried and concerned. Yeah, so thank you totally. for that update as well. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, and now, Emmett, try to figure out which mutual friends you share with Esther. <laughs> All right. Our second question is from Catherine. Catherine says, hi, my husband and I have been trying to buy a house. We've been searching for about 10 months and have put offers on three houses, but have been outbid each time. The third one was exactly the house we wanted, the right size, the right details, and so forth. We were outbid by a small amount of money. And to make things more difficult, a few weeks after being outbid, my husband found out he was getting a substantial raise. If we had known about the raise when we bid on that house, we would have bid more. That is very frustrating. I hate that so much. I'm sorry. To make things even somehow more stressful, our apartment building is not renewing our lease, and we have to be out by March. I'm stressed out about having to move and having to go to a different apartment instead of moving into a new house we own. I'm also having trouble moving on from this last house that I wanted so much. I'm also wondering when we will be successful in finding a house. Any hope or guidance the cards can give would be appreciated right now. I did so not write I, this question, even though I definitely could have written I was, this question. <laughs> right, seriously. And I have lived through that, too, before uh-huh. we got this house. I mean, it was a different housing market. We ended up putting, like, seven offers in on houses, and we also only had, like, a month to figure it out. Uh-huh. But we ended up in a house that I was not super stoked for, thinking, yeah. eh, this will be, like, a couple years. We'll just – I didn't – because I refused to move into another apartment between yeah. – I was like, I am not moving all my shit twice in two months. Like, that is not going to happen. 
But anyway, now we've been in this house for six years. <laughs> like a true tourist, you settled. <laughs> exactly. But I do like it now. Yeah. It was like nothing that I was interested in whatsoever initially. But now I sit in the backyard and recently we've had this huge family of hummingbirds and one of our oh. eucalyptus trees and just sitting in the backyard being like so grateful that that's where we ended up despite all of the chaos. But the market is way worse now. Yeah. It's terrible for buyers. So it is not surprising that you're having this incredibly frustrating experience. Yes. But we are so sorry. Yes. Yes. Uh, very much like my heart is breaking reading this because same yeah, boat. I mean, this has happened to you so many times in the last year, Esther, where you've seen something, you've walked past it a thousand times. You've been like, this would be so perfect for the dogs. And then something's and then something's, yep. Yeah, I'm like, universe totally out of your control. Me. Yeah. Yeah. You have to stay in your apartment with neighbors that hate you and <laughs> landlords that won't do anything about your mold problem. No. Yep. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> That's how I feel. Hopefully not. <laughs> it's not going to be forever, like but I forever. understand how it feels right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, just that we, uh, like, we both empath we both empathize with that feeling of like, is this going to get any better? Like, right. I don't have any choice. I have to. And move living somewhere. situations are so stressful, especially after the last few years and knowing how much time you can be forced to stay at home. Yes. Like, you suddenly having a house that doesn't feel comfortable or safe or whatever feels like completely overwhelming because yeah. we know. That sometimes you just end up having to be at home for weeks. Exactly. Right. Right. Exactly. Uh -huh. Anyway, so how do we want to approach this one? Oh, the Ten of Pentacles just like flew out of this deck. Well, that's a good omen. Yeah. I feel positive about that. Yeah. The other thing is that we got this question literally two days ago. So okay. this is like this is recent, a current. Recent. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Current event. Okay. Which is helpful because especially with housing crises uh -huh. stuff, it's always like, ooh. I think definitely with that Ten of Pentacles like flopping out of there, something's on the way. And yeah, they, totally. That success is coming. Yeah. It may not be so here too. yet, but it's it's on its way. And I was shuffling and shuffling and shuffling. So it flying out was not just like a sloppy pickup of the deck situation. Right, it right, was right. like something that I'm comfortable with ascribing meaning to. Right. So because the time frame stuff is always so tricky, especially when there's so much outside of Catherine's mm -hmm. control about it, maybe we just pull for strategies to like mentally prepare for the upcoming yeah. stuff. Yeah. I mean, I guess we should be more specific than stuff. I th strategies I think, to mentally prepare for the upcoming like transition maybe like what to expect with the new place oh maybe we could even pull cards for what to look for yeah what to look for place. let's start with what to look for and then we can take steps after that okay Catherine. oh my god all my cards just fall out you get the whole deck <laughs> for your reading Catherine. <laughs> Also, look at me using numinous for the whole entire. Podcast. I know. I feel this was my uh, appendix surgery deck, so uh, it has, <laughs> has a special place in my heart or my appendix. <laughs> <laughs> my appendix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Yeah. What did you get? I got <clears throat> the nine of bells, which is the nine of swords. Did you say nine or night? Nine. nine. <laughs> I feel like every week we have this conversation because we're With either pulling nine, nine or nine. 
know. We were, so I also got a knight. That's okay, one of okay. the reasons That's why. We I need asked. to start calling it a knight or something. A knight. A knight. <laughs> <laughs> because I literally think we've had. This I guess answer. we could just say cavalier or whatever they say. <laughs> yeah, that's say. true. But, and that I would also be got so the, obnoxious. The two of candles, which is the two of wands. Two of wands. Okay, so, and I got the three of swords. Okay. And the knight. Knight of cups. Knight of cups. <laughs> So I, th- I think the three of swords and the nine of bells, AKA nine of swords is speaking to the anxiety process. Yeah. Kind of probably. what they're bringing in the, to this, to be honest, because yeah, because what they're, looking out. For, what they're looking for is a place to relieve that stress. Right. <laughs> You know. And falling in love with the house and the, I mean, it's so easy to do when you're thinking about your home. And I'm saying this as a Taurus, like you all know mm-hmm. how important my house is to me. Yeah. Falling in love with the house during the buying process is so dangerous because yeah. it just leads to heart crushing stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think especially the addition of having this like financial shift in your household makes it way worse. Because you're like, well, we could have gone up that right. high if we had known. But I think acknowledging the exhaustion and frustration and heartbreak you're feeling is the only way that you can start moving forward. And I do think that the Knight of Cups and Two of Wands together is really great in this situation because it's kind of like allowing that emotionality to recover and still be there, but then push forward in more of like a logistical planning way Mm -hmm. rather than an emotional way. So you can still bring your emotions with you, but the Two of Wands is like, think about this in an actionable step way rather than like a, well, I loved this house, so I really wish that I could have it. Like it might end up meaning putting in offers on stuff that you're not stoked about, but stuff that makes sense and you could live with to keep that moving forward momentum. Right. Yeah. Anything to kind of relieve that anxiety and stress because it's it's not that you have, you you really don't have any other options. You can't go back and buy that house. Now you can't change that action. Yeah. And moving forward, you can't stay where you're currently at. Right. So, exactly. Like looking in looking for something, it's you know it may be that you have to look at it with rose colored glasses and the potential that it could be. Yeah, that Knight of Cups totally has that component to it. Absolutely. You know, and planning for what it could potentially be, and not planning for what it is now. Yeah. But recognizing that this is a decision made by stress and anxiety because it needs to be made. <laughs> Right, you know? <laughs> exactly. And right now, because we're still in this total... Oh, Jesus Christ, the frog in my throat today is so annoying. What is... I mean, I apparently Jesus damaged on myself a cracker. yesterday. Jesus chutney. <laughs> um, what was I even saying? I don't even remember. Oh, in our... In our, like, in our pandemic... Yeah, oh, yeah, because, because it's currently such a seller's market, the sellers have, like, so many upper hands and stuff. So being able to see the rose color... Use that Knight of Cups rose colored glasses energy to like really look beyond like flaws that might seem like, Oh shit, this is going to be a, such a nightmare to deal with. And I'm not talking about like structural stuff, right? Right. A house can be pretty funky looking and not interesting mm-hmm. when you first look at it. But because houses are going so fast and for so much, like, I don't know what region Catherine's in, but even in my like inland empire region of California, like stuff is still going for, way over asking mm-hmm. like when a house in our neighborhood just went for like 20 over asking, which is pretty nuts considering where we live. Like right. that does not happen in our like, you know, region. Right. Right. 
in, in fancier regions, like one of my friends who just bought a house that's closer to the ocean uh, in LA, she lost, they lost a house that somebody went in for like $600,000 more than asking. So it's kind of like, it's not saying like give up all mm-hmm. concerns, but I think right. that having the night of uh, the night of cups is saying put on the rose colored glasses as you're planning a move forward mm-hmm. rather than focusing on what could have been had this right. other house worked out. Yeah. Yeah. So then what would be a, ne- a helpful next step? I guess we can pull cards for that. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh. What did you get? I got the lovers and the four of tomes, which is the four of pentacles. Yes. Okay. And I got the ace of pentacles and the high priestess. Oh, okay. And ace and high. I'm just writing all of these down because I've realized that my brain can't like retain stuff these days. That's okay. Uh, Okay. So uh, pentacles. So the lovers, the four of pentacles, the ace of pentacles, and the high priestess. Yeah, I think that, like, the kind of, again, sort of goes down to, like, using your intuition. Sort of, like, put on those rose-colored glasses, but then in your next steps forward, tap into your own internal wisdom. And with the lovers, I feel like decisions are involved, but obviously you're going through this process with a partner also. So maybe like sitting down and really trying to figure out what ideas you're clinging to and what mm-hmm. you want your space to be like, where that four of pentacles could come into play yeah. would be like, like, <clears throat> I don't know, traits of a home you're looking for that you're clinging to. So maybe have a discussion with your partner, your husband about what you actually want out of this place, like what goals you truly have. And then maybe some of those features of a place that you thought you needed are things that are negotiable now. Mm -hmm. And then you can sort of start off with an ace of pentacles energy of like really looking at something afresh. Right. Rather than feeling like you're comparing everything to the place that you lost out on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is easier said than done. I still look at one of the houses we lost out on and that was six years ago and just think like, man, that house would have been so great. I know. know. (laughs) But yeah, it will. It that is something you can do once you found the new place because you have this very stressful mm-hmm. time frame of yes. having to be out of your apartment in three months. Mm-hmm. So for now, it's almost like anything that you're doing to compare any places you're looking at to the place you lost out in is only going to cause more hurt for yourself. Yes. So having a assessing conversation about what you actually need out of your next house and it doesn't have to be a forever home. It no. can just be something that you stay in for six years accidentally or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, sort of move on from there. But I think that like the primary thing is just like turning inward, mm-hmm. uh, reassessing things, figuring out what you're clinging to too much with your partner and then looking at stuff in a new, fresher mindset. Yeah. Perfect. Great job, Holly. Oh, thank you. I love that. Esther, I'm sorry. Do you have no, anything no, no. to add? No, I had nothing to add because it was perfect. So I'm like, nope, we're good. And podcast done. <laughs> <laughs>
Good night, everybody. Yep. <laughs> good night, everybody. All right, cool. Well, good luck, Catherine, and keep yeah. us updated. I mean, I, we could commiserate about house stuff forever, so Seriously. feel free to DM Seriously. us. Seriously, we've been we, there, we done that. Right, Esther's Everything. been going through the most stressful three years of trying to, like, find a new place. And also you have the added frustration of it being so linked with your employment. Yes. Which sucks. Yes. And contractually so now because of this past year. So, uh, <laughs> uh this is why uh, everything's fine. Yeah, everything's fine. This is why things are changing, but well, and also I saw some like, maybe it was a New York times article. I'm sure a lot of people sent it to you, but about this like, uh, anti-feminist backlash happening in Korea because oh. of how wages are stagnant and no one can buy houses. And for some reason it's, it's women's fault well it's, it's a complicated <laughs> thing we'll have to do on patreon because it's just really really complicated and i have many many thoughts so yeah <laughs> but yeah i just it's very funny to see an article that's basically like people being like it's not that we don't like women it's that we think that feminism is killing our country <laughs> Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sure there are american men who feel that way too that's not oh, yeah, unique yeah. to korea whatsoever no. but yeah you guys, I just feel like Korea is so advanced in so many ways, and yet still people just want to it's, shit it's, on women it's all the time. Culturally, it's like 20 years behind the U.S. when it comes yeah. to any sort of but like... But scientifically, yeah. it's like 20 years ahead. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So we'll see if it all equals out in the end, but just, yeah, just like we're just trying to get an anti-discrimination law passed, and they don't want to sign it because of Christians, so... Anti-discrimination against... Against, like who who do they like discriminating like, against? Well, they Christians like discriminating against gay people. Oh, and, right. Like foreign <coughs> people. And so this law would make them feel uncomfortable. Man, I'm telling you, <laughs> Christian evangelism throughout the world, all the missionary whatever really ruined everything. Yeah. It's so terrible. Like Korea was fine before Christians got I mean, I'm sure they had their flaws too, but yeah, yeah. it's always like missionaries come in and convince people to hate others. It just doesn't make any sense to me. It's, it's, it's a long, long, long rant. I could do. <laughs> well, let's review a deck first and then we yes. can rant well, about let's it. Let's do Patreon, Patreon shout outs first. Oh yeah. 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 Patreon shout outs. You can pull for our new Patreon. Our new supporter. patron, Michael, this is your card from the numinous, a tarot deck. If I can count to the number seven tonight, where it's a bit debatable. <laughs> we'll see. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Your card is the creator of tomes. What on earth is the creator in this deck? Is it the king? I bet it's the queen. Maybe the queen. We're just going to say it's the queen. See, this is why that deck is so hard for me to use on the podcast. You are so brave. <laughs> brave. <laughs> let's the see. The queen let's of see, pentacles. I bet it is. Of I think tomes, it is. Numinous. Tarot. This is the second time we've done it tonight because I edited out the first. <laughs> <laughs> That's Let's what I'm telling see. you. You're just so brave. Creators are the queen. Ha ha. Yay. Thanks to the Kickstarter page. <laughs> slightly intuitive. Slightly intuitive. It's only slightly. So you got the queen of pentacles. pentacles. Awesome. And for anyone else who wants to support us on Patreon, we really appreciate it. We yeah. love it when people do that. But uh -huh. if you don't feel like you can commit to the monthly thing, you can either support us yearly or do a once-off donation through our website. We haven't talked about the once-off donation thing for a while. Yeah. So if you just feel like dropping us a couple bucks, you're totally welcome to through our website, and we would appreciate and love that. That is so um, helpful to us. Exactly. It's so nice. 
Um, and what other announcements do we have? Oh yeah. So, oh, we have a couple. Well, I think we talked about this in the last episode too, yeah, but now Spotify lets you review uh podcasts. So go ahead. If you listen on Spotify and review us there, um, that would be fantastic. Yeah. And also we need deck reviews for algorithm reasons or not deck reviews, book reviews. <laughs> oh yes. We yes, have yes. so many deck reviews. That's what this podcast <laughs> is about. But we would love it if you would review our book and give it five stars on wherever you read books. I'll accept four, but I don't love it. Yeah. <laughs> we need like legitimate reasons to have a four. Just yeah, honest. exactly. Exactly. So please rate and review our book. We would really appreciate it. The algorithm yes. requires it. Yes. And now we can talk about our book or our, Jesus Christ, our deck. What the hell? <laughs> what is wrong with me? Um, actually, I just want to check really quickly to see if we have any Wildly Tarot reviews on Spotify. Oh, okay. Spotify is my preferred method of listening to podcasts. It is not the best. I've but started it is... using Spotify more regularly. I don't love it because it just picks up where you last, like, listen to an episode instead of, like, the most recent episode. Yeah, it can be really hard to navigate. Do I not subscribe to Wildly Tarot? That would be really wild. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I must. I feel like you do. Yeah, it's just oh, we're under philosophy. Oh yeah, because that's because because that's where all the other tarot podcasts were under. So I put it there, like philosophy. Okay, religion. I am the first person to review us on Spotify. Bless, <laughs> thank you, Holly. <laughs> And it's five stars. So everybody, we got five stars on Spotify. <laughs> yeah. We're a five-star rated podcast on Spotify. And um, uh... <laughs> all right. So moving on. If people this didn't realize we... this about us, we're very sarcastic. Just FYI. <laughs> I think we the don't people think probably about ourselves. <laughs> Even though and we are Leo and a Taurus. realize that sign. all this time we should have been gaming the algorithm more. And we were just like, do. we're just doing this because we love it. <laughs> What idiots we are. Gosh. It's okay. We're very fun and beautiful and exactly. smart and We're interesting. Idiots. That's, the... <laughs> That's our, the next podcast. The beautiful idiots. Beautiful idiots. Oh my God. <laughs> On New Year's Eve, we just went over to our friend Sarah and Lucas's house. And Lucas is a professor, a film professor, and also a podcaster. And we came up with an idea for a podcast just like within 35 seconds. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> In which... He, I don't think we'll ever actually do it because who has the time, but in which he uh, recaps a classic movie and then I recap a romance novel with similar themes. Oh, wouldn't that be fun? That'd be cute. So like if you really liked a specific classic movie, you could listen to an episode and find a romance or like a, like novel, a novel recommendation with yeah. similar themes or oh. vice versa. I don't think it'll happen because we're both very, very busy, busy people. people. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, that's in your next life. Yeah, exactly. Who knows when that'll happen? It seems like a fun idea, though. Anyway, so this week on my actual podcast, on this one that we are currently doing right now, <laughs> we are reviewing the Intuitive Night Goddess Tarot by Lindsay Silverman. Uh, Lindsay is a healer and a mystic with a degree in photography from NYU and then eight uh, yoga slash Reiki slash healing certifications under her belt. This deck was kickstarted in March of 2020. Like literally the Kickstarter ended on the 10th of March. So fucking wild. Wow. I can't even imagine. Um, <clears throat> and then was released by Ulysses, uh, which is a mass market publisher in October of 2021. So it was kind of a year after the Kickstarter was fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Imagine ending a Kickstarter, having 
tens of thousands of dollars that now you were responsible for. And then a global pandemic hitting the next week. <laughs> I mean, and the, all the shipping chaos that happens. With you that. would just have to be like, well, I hope this all goes well. <laughs> like, geez, Louise. So I know, stressful. seriously. So this is what the synopsis of the deck looks like now. I'm just going to read it verbatim. Let the Divine Feminine guide your tarot practice with this non-gilded special edition deck and companion guide designed to help you connect with goddess magic within and without, or without and within. Um, It was the twilight hours of one darkening day alone in the deserts of the American Southwest, meditating on the abundance of spiritual power and connection all around that the vision for these cards arrived. Nighttime scenes full of lush nature, animals, magic, and beauty with goddesses standing proudly, fiercely, and wildly among them. Through the medium of collage, an otherworldly array of goddess figures light upon a mystical landscape replete with symbolic flora and fauna, channeling divine feminine energy and inviting us to realize its surrounding potential. Rich in deep symbolism, this deck lifts from the traditional Rider-Waite-Smith, using its narrative to provide balance in the light and dark of life. The goddesses depicted on these cards are not specific, but rather the archetypical composites from various cultures becoming those we may recognize in each other and within our personal histories. They embody the timeless divine feminine spirit we all possess, regardless of gender or ethnic constructs. It infuses each of us with empathy, intuition, creativity, nurturing, sensuality, power, strength, and wisdom. Through working with the intuitive night goddess tarot, you will discover your own power and magic as well as learn to trust your intuition. Use these cards to find compassion and inspiration on your days and nights to be the fullness of who you are and are meant to be. This deck is great for both beginners and the most advanced of tarot lovers, offering increasing wisdom with every reading. Fall in love with every card as you journey through the cosmos. All right. So level level reader, it's appropriate for. I think the name changes are what makes it a little bit more like a medium level rather mm-hmm. than like pure medium intro. Level, like a spicy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a, a two chili peppers uh, on the <laughs> scale from one to five chili peppers. <laughs> Man, this is the chilies. Okay. Yeah. I think that we, only because the... I mean, we'll talk about name changes, name changes in a second, but it's not just that there are a ton of name changes in the major arcana. The court cards also have different names. So I feel like if you're truly brand new to tarot, this could be a little bit overwhelming. Yes. With that being said, I do think that the art is really approachable. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like I could see this being a deck that someone buys as their first deck just because the art is so pretty. Yes. Agreed. And the name changes would be, like, are dynamic. They're not... To me, they feel more dynamic yeah. than other name changes. Yeah. It feels decks. like it's and pretty easy to adapt to it. Exactly. Absolutely. So I think this would be, like, a good first deck to kind of branch out into intermediate zone stuff. Yeah, totally. Um, the specs, it's a standard size. It's actually really good cardstock. Mm-hmm. It is a little bit thick. Not like coaster at all, no, but no. I would say what like three thirty, three forty. I was thinking three thirty ish. Yeah, GSM. So it's very, it's very sturdy, and it is matte and mm-hmm. very like not rose petal at all, just no. like matte and still slick. Like you could still do a pretty good fanning of the cards if you oh, wanted yeah, to. Yeah, I don't know why they feel the need to clarify that it's non gilded, but my guess would be that the, the uh, indie in, version, the was. indie version is gilded. Oh, you have the indie version. Yes, I have the indie oh, version. so you backed it on Kickstarter. No, I, I did I not. Didn't. My tarot 
I think my tarot Korean tarot company bought like the last few indie oh. editions <laughs> because so it, did it, they sell it to you for a mass they, market price? They sold it. No, it was like I think like fifty bucks or something. Oh, okay, I think, okay. Maybe. I think something. it's like 20 or less on Amazon. Yeah, right so now. yeah, I have the indie version. Oops, I didn't clarify that. But yes, I have the indie version because there I have issues with the box of the indie version, but oh, hopefully they're tell clarified. Me more. So this Yeah, indie we might box, as well get to that. Okay. So the box is cool. I love I actually love the pattern. Is, is the box the same as the uh, indie version? It's I mean, it's a the... two-piece hardcover. Yeah, it's about the same. The yeah, book the same. cannot go first into the box because oh. the book will get stuck. Oh, that has been fixed in the in okay. The <laughs> we have confirmed that's confirmed. Yeah, <laughs> we're just like doing scientific experiments on our end right here. Yeah, it well, it's totally fine at the bottom. Of okay, the box. okay. So maybe yeah. the indie box like narrows. It's narrows. It narrowed, and I've been, tried to like stretch it out, but it just hasn't worked. So I just always had to put it. That's this See, is the, and then yeah. people think that it, we're like that. Some people are too nitpicky about stuff, but that would drive me totally nuts. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I always want the book to the be book at the bottom because it's easier to access the cards. The cards exactly. <laughs> So yeah, that so, has yeah. been resolved in the mass market. Version. Okay, yeah. So yes, the the indie version does ha- it has a gilding, but I think it's the same cardstock because it feels like a three thirty to me. Yeah, it's just a really solid. Yeah, it's just a really solid deck. Like if more decks did this specific box and cardstock situation, I'd be happy. Yeah, yeah. Because I love a hard two piece clamshell yes. like box so much, mm-hmm. and I just think the cardstock is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, one criticism that I have, which when I was looking at the Kickstarter was making me laugh because there's so many people saying this in the Kickstarter. Okay. And then there's one very long comment from somebody who's like, leave her alone. About <laughs> it. The borders on this sucker are gigantic. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. Is it, I, I, I didn't know. Oh, yours are thinner than mine. Well, maybe not. Uh, okay. Let's, let's hold up. <laughs> <laughs> Again, sciencing. Maybe they are the same. I think they're the same. They look pretty similar. I think I'm just so accustomed to full bleed cards yeah. that any sort of border is always sort of surprising. Okay. She has an artistic reason for it. She says in the in a comment on the Kickstarter that it's to make it so that the lightness within the border is more stark compared uh-huh. to the darkness outside of the border. So there's like an artistic reason for it. But I just, I, lo- I think that like the art is pretty enough nice. that I would yeah. like it to not have that yeah 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 um you can find it basically anywhere now that it's mass market i think that for the most part the indie versions are sold out except for apparently in in esther's korean (laughs) store um i don't know maybe they're sold out now because they they sell out of indie pretty quick now so yeah so well who knows but the mass market is very very available basically anywhere that you buy books so you can definitely find this pretty easily now let's go into the name changes. Okay. Yay. The name, the core cards are Nymph, Warrior, Queen, and Spirit. So Nymph is page, Warrior is Knight, Queen is Queen, and Spirit is King, which I really like. Mm-hmm. I think Spirit might not be exactly what I would choose for King because I do think that there's a little bit more like outward leadership involved with it than Spirit feels a little bit more internal to me. Right. But I like the Nymph, Warrior, Queen transition Yes, a lot. me too. I think that Nymph is way more interesting than page and also i guess meaningful from like a esoteric perspective yes it, it's more playful than a page i feel like like yeah like pages i mean they're supposed to be like children and nymph to me sounds more fairy-ish yeah and mischievous and fun and not like you're gonna have a baby sorry 
our friend Claire, as all of you know, Claire Goodchild from Black of the Moon, messaged me the other day to be like, I've gotten your name as because we're she put both of us as Easter eggs in some of her Memento oh, yeah. Mori cards. She's like, I've gotten your name on two cards lately, and I think that maybe you should think about it. And both of them were like the child and something else. <laughs> oh my god! I was like, okay, don't put that on me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the other name changes are all in the major arcana. So the fool is named Potential. The magician is the witch. The emperor is the monarch, which I really like. Mm-hmm. The hierophant is the mystic, which I always appreciate. The lovers is the wayfarer, which I think we'll probably end up reading the yeah, description the, of that. Yeah, I think so. The chariot is freedom, which again doesn't totally align with my idea of freedom or of mm-hmm. the chariot, but I also really like it. Yeah. The hermit is introspection. The wheel of fortune is chance. The tower is revolution. And, uh, oh, just kidding. Judgment is awakening. And then the world is the universe. The world being the universe is fairly standard. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I majorly like the monarch switch. Mm-hmm. The Hierophant being the mystic makes sense. That's sort of a typical one. Yeah. Um, the Hermit being inter- inter- introspection, I really like also. Yeah. Should we read the lovers? Yeah, I think we should read the lovers before proceeding yes. forward. All right. Because I was confused is with that one. really so. comprehensive. There's like instructions about how to use it. Oh, yeah. It how big the, is like, your book? Mission statement. <laughs> While we're here. Mine's all black inside. Is yours all black inside? Yeah. Okay. I think it's probably similar. I'll, maybe yours is a little bit wider or your box is more narrow. It's impossible to tell. <laughs> <laughs> From 4,000 miles away. Yeah. Okay. So the Wayfarer, uh, traditionally the lovers, a goddess ventures alone in her journey and comes to a crossroads. Each path is illuminated by six candles, totaling 12 in reference to the astrological houses and the cycles we go through. A Wayfarer is a journeyer, often on foot. And this means you're on a path where it's okay to go your own pace. The wayfarer's right arm holds apples, denoting knowledge, and her left hand has a snake wrapped around it, referencing the union of Adam and Eve, but also how the snake gets an undeserved. Wow. I just realized that I almost always read undeserved as underserved. Oh. Huh. That's interesting. Undeserved. Wow. I just need to tell Katie about this. I (laughs) seriously. I wonder how many times I've read that wrong and completely Not on the misinterpreted. Podcast. I would have told you on the podcast. I no, no, no. That. But like in my own personal reading, oh. it's kind of like epitome and epitome, like one of those yeah. things that you mostly only read. It just yeah. saying it out loud made me realize that I was misreading that. Okay. Uh, has an underserved negative reputation versus undeserved negative reputation. Weird. Okay. This card offers the reader a choice to meditate on ideas of self-love the lovers are a union of separate parts and as a unit ask us to find the wholeness of self and ourself with the universe. Jupiter, known as the guru or teacher planet, looms overhead. In astrology, Jupiter oversees our soul journeys and the paths we take to discover our spiritual selves. The path on the left is without struggle, but also without reward. The right path shows a mountain adorned with flowers. It might be more difficult, but you'll experience obstacles and you'll experience obstacles along the way. But experience begets self-respect. Turn into your highest self and begin forming that relationship with love. It keeps going. Yes. Love will then find you in in unexpected ways. This card may also mean travel, literal or metaphorical. This is where it kind of loses me, personal or in a relationship. This is an alchemical union referencing love we can find in each other and the ways in which we seek our own solo journeys. You don't need someone else to catalyze your experience of love. Keep wandering, keep finding yourself and keep loving yourself. That was a whole ass journey there. The major arcana definitions are all super long and they're all very, very 
like language floral in the way that they're explaining things yes yeah there you go and i don't say that to be mean i don't think it's negative necessarily but this is actually probably my main ha card Okay. Just because I don't really like that. I I mean I understand that the lovers can mean cha- that can mean decisions. Decision. But I right. think the hyper hyper emphasis on decisions mm-hmm. is a little bit away from where I would normally use the lovers in my own reading. Mm-hmm. I I think it's not only it not only just means decision here, but it kind of goes off on its own path and then kind of circles back to right self love. Yeah. And so I think to me that it's kind of, it doesn't have an identity of its own in this structure. Yeah. It feels like a little bit like it's trying to do too, too many much. things. Yeah. 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 Well, so while we're doing hot cards, my hot yeah. card is the six of swords because it's a woman who's like leaning against a canyon with no movement at all. Just kind of looking into the distance. Oh yeah. And I'm like, she's like fully reclined. Yeah. And so to me, like, what how is this positive momentum in a direction you know right. like that so i shall read the six it's more wistful than active yeah, it's, it's kind of like kind of looking weird. into the past like wandering like wondering what's to do it's like yeah yeah should we read what the definition of yeah. that card says? so six of swords this goddess sits crestfallen as she gazes towards the canyons she perceives a long journey ahead and feels exhausted she has lost everything what? and wonders how she will move through this landscape where am i what will I discover? She wears minimal garments and belongings, suggesting this position is not new. Fear and anxiety. Fear and anxiety. <laughs> fear and anxiety. <laughs> I'm just really hungry and anxious. <laughs> That's actually probably our most constant state is anxiety. <laughs> oh my God, we have a new t-shirt to make. Okay. Uh, <laughs> anxiety. Um Fear and anxiety can hold us back, represented by the cloth at her feet and reminiscent of reclam- reclama- reclamation? Reclamation? Yeah. <laughs> reclamation. How, how can you break free to claim the bounty that the stars are offering? There is a vision yet to be recognized. Take time to rest and then gather yourself. You've got this. And the keyboard, it's like, there's nothing to do with like. Yeah. And so that's, I think that if it were more in the state of action, I would like it more. But I think anxiety about action you're about to take is not usually how that's I like see the, the Eight of swords, of swords to me. Yeah, the Six totally. of Swords is that like that you're on the journey. Do not fear. Keep going. Press on. Like yeah. you're not kind I just of like think the, that. I my all-time favorite Six of Swords will always be from Druidcraft. We yeah. talk about it in the book. Even I love the empowerment from that card and i always think of the eight of cups as being more of the like sadness of having Uh to leave right and the six of swords being more of like the this is the right thing to do let's go for it right so So, i don't know the person like kind of just like looking into the beyond kind of like i don't know what should i do is sort of like not six of swordsy to me right so and then the other huh thing just more generally is that i think in an effort to make it so that these are sort of universal goddess ideals. There's a lot of coded dress and regalia of a lot of different cultures that are just sort of like added to each other to make it more of like a holistic idea of the goddess. So one of the results of that is that like more than 40 cards have BIPOC coded individuals on them. Yeah. But the flip side of that, which I think I would definitely need to do more research about is how much of it is misuse of 
cultural iconography mm-hmm. and like adapting those ideas to make it so that it's kind of a more universal experience gets right up to me to the line of cultural appropriation. Right. Um, but because it's indistinct, it's really hard to nail down what exactly is wrong. So yeah. there is like a component of my brain that's like not totally comfortable with some of it. Yes. But I also can recognize the beauty. And I think it is like legitimately really, really pretty art. Yes. Yes. But there is part of my brain that's like, is this weird? Yeah. Yeah. But I do think that she was really intentional to not have like negative cards always have darker skinned people, which is a trap that mm-hmm. people fall into sometimes. Yes. Um, so I don't think that that's like necessarily what you're going to see. And it does result for a pretty diverse deck. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously all of them are kind of goddess coded. So that's a lot of only women primarily. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I do think that this is one of those things that you would have to sort of like assess for yourself of mm-hmm. if it is too far into this sort of like exotic exoticizing yeah. of other cultures yeah. thing. Yeah. Objectively, the art is still really pretty, mm-hmm. but that is an area that I just, you know, we talk about a lot. Yeah. The, we love a good collage deck and this is like a very beautiful collage style deck. Absolutely. And the backs Absolutely. is probably one of my favorite backs of any deck in the past year. I love, I love it so that. much. It's all the, it's like little dots making it look like a sort of night sky. Yes. And that's also what the outside of the box looks like. It's just really, really pretty. It, it's so delightful. Absolutely. But, yes. You know, we just all have those limits for ourselves, but I yep. do want to talk about our favorites because yes. I had a hard time narrowing it down to I six. I know, me too. There are just so many. I just think that the, the cool thing about it is that all of it, it's not like very, even though uh, the creator has a photography background, all of the, um, all of the components of the collages seem way more fine art-ish mm-hmm. rather than photographic. And yes. I think that it makes it really strong. Yes, yes. All right. I so agree. I want to hear you start with your faves. So I'll first start with the Hierophant, which is the turn into the turn turned into is the mystic, but they also, yes. it's like a, I love like that a card. That's one mermaid. Of my too. That's a very like Venusy sort of mermaid. Yeah. With this like long flowing red hair. And but all she these has like a lightsaber coming from her. her butt. So I don't understand that part. <laughs> I think it's a wand maybe. Cause Perhaps. all of the wands are no, the swords also maybe it's the scepter the... of the mystic because yeah, yeah, it's probably just maybe, a maybe something like that. But anyway, it kind of looks like it's coming from a butt, so it makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the we're mystic... adults here. <laughs> we are adults, but there are two moons there. It's like both sides of the moon, like the dark side of the moon and the light side of the moon. Well, and the, I think that this is also something that's really commendable about the booklet is that she does a lot of explanation of yes. her art choices, which yes. we, we fucking love. love. As we've talked about before, that means a lot. Like any card, any uh-huh. deck that has extensive art descriptions i'm going to appreciate a right lot more. right so tell she talks what, about you, the two moons you're yeah tell us your thought process because we need to know yeah so two moons both full shine brightly upon the poppies and waves reminding us of the promise and threat of our dream state while beautiful and intoxicating they can also overwhelm like an ocean and leave you detached find your flow and channel higher guidance to work with your best self and you're right. It is a staff, an orb, and a candle. She's illuminating a path where none exists. Hmm. The card signifies a merge of spiritual and material realms in a dynamic tension. I really appreciate her including that information. Yes. I think that that's really helpful. It helps to... for, like, 
understanding the reasons. We may disagree yeah. with her reasons, you know, a la the Wayfarer and the Six of yeah. Swords, but we but at least are appreciating this. exactly her, her art choices exactly. make sense. Totally. I'm going to go to the Warrior of Pentacles, which is the Knight of Pentacles, because I love this fucking bison on the Warrior of Pentacles. <laughs> Yeah. And there's so many like ladies in knight armor. armor and yeah. I am here for it and I love it so much. And but this bison is so fucking cool. Yeah. So that's like... a really cool card. Um, I also re- really enjoyed the Queen of Wands because we have lots of animals around her and she's just lavishly garbed with a beautiful crown on her head. So I just really, really, really like her. Yeah, I think that the use of, like, beams of light for Mm -hmm. wands and also for swords adds so much to this also because it feels so ethereal to have rather than, like, tangible things that people are holding. Anytime somebody's holding a sword or a wand, it's, like, a beam of light. Yeah, I love it. My next favorite card is Chance, which I think is the Wheel of Fortune. Is that correct? Yes. Chance? Yes, you're right. So beautiful. I love all the She's, like, wearing kind of a dress that's sort of covered in little floral patterns yeah good just a like a vi- and sort and of an art deco figure too yeah i like the crown on her head that's just like flames yeah so um such a good look i really enjoy the seven of swords also because it's a lady in a armor piece uh-huh. But she's also gathering swords. She's not sneaking away. She's like, yeah, my glowing she's ass picking swords. them up. Totally. Exactly. I think that's also another example of when the glowing swords makes it so much more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And my last favorite card is kind of based on Korean mythology. It's the Empress. And here they have a goddess called Mago. Um, she's like the goddess who kind of created the earth. Oh, basically cool. like the, like the original earth goddess. And she was like, she birthed, the mountains essentially and like that's how she birthed her daughters and there's just like lots of lore here that i and figurative You're stuff that i appreciate too. so and i liked so that's why I chose yeah and the it. interesting thing is that the book doesn't mention that specific goddess so i no. bet that people who are well versed in world religions would be able to find a lot of yeah. specific representations and i don't that... know if this was like specifically for that because i think there was lots of creative like creation goddesses like, yeah like, totally but but that's for you, that's what it feels like. Yeah, exactly. I love it. And we only had one card overlap, just oh. the mystic. Okay. I what? have a, two different nymphs, but I'm going to start with the okay, star. Okay. And I think I just really like the colors of the star. Mm-hmm. It's like a woman who's kind of wearing a flowery, almost turban looking. I mean, it's only flowers, but it's covering her head and her shoulders wrapped around her body. And then she oh, has yes. this flamingo. Oh, yes. I put that one back. And it's just, like, the colors are great. There's mm-hmm. a lot of, like, deep, deep blues and greens. And it has some of the same vibes as a Rider-Waite-Smith star with all the water flowing and everything. Mm-hmm. But she just seems really cool. It's a figure that has a third eye on her forehead. And I think the combination of the flowers and the um, flamingo and the water are just, like, incredibly beautiful. You know what other card has a flamingo on the star? What? What other deck, I mean. Is it Hilda? Nope. No. No. Who? No. What deck do you like a lot? That's by uh, that's that we wrote about in the book. I can't even know. I don't even know. Oh, you're right. The cosmic tarot. Cosmic tarot has a flamingo on the star. Yeah, right? yeah. I, that's true. You're totally right. I love that fucking deck so much. <laughs> <sighs> and I'm actually looking at my like vintage copy that I bought <laughs> right now. It's right there. I oh, should use right that there. more. Yeah, you should. <laughs> he just lives on my. I like, I call almost all decks she, except for this one. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just lives on my desk like that. And I'm so glad that I got the old one because the 
the type or the writing type is so is different. Yeah. Love it. Okay. So then my two nymphs are the nymph of cups and the nymph of nymph of swords. And a lot of it just really is just excellent color theory. So mm-hmm. the nymph of cups has a narwhal, which is great, mm-hmm. but also she's holding a cup, but then has like a sturgeon who's sort of blocking oh, yeah. her breasts almost. Uh-huh. But the thing that I like the most about it is the blue. You probably can't see because of this fucking light. No, I can't. It's okay. Right now. It's okay. <laughs> nope, that's worse. Like, okay. That's fine. <laughs> the blue of the ocean and then the pink of those flowers behind mm-hmm. it are just so pretty. And I just think that the color tones are such an excellent choice. And I love the nymph naming, like yes. we talked about already. Yes, yes, yes. The nymph of swords I love because, again, I really like all of the beams of light. And the nymph of swords has an orb as well. So oh, there's yes. some light shining through. Mm-hmm. But then the thing that I really like about it are these birds. There's just all of these beautiful, vibrant birds. There's so much greenery. It's just really pretty. And then her actual dress itself is like a honeycomb skirt almost with bees and stuff on it. And she has this really intricate braided headpiece on. And I just think it's like such a pretty card. And I love having the nymphs feel a little bit more grown up and capable rather Mm. than childlike. Like they seem, I don't know. I just connect to them a little bit more. Yes, yes, yes. Um, the six of cups I really liked just because it's so pretty. All the cups are these really ornate pewter cups on the bottom. And then her whole upper body and head are covered by these white carnations maybe. And again, just the color of all the really rich blues on this black background are so pretty. It just makes me want to be in the ocean so badly. Yeah. And then last but not least is the three of wands, which has this dancing figure. She again has long flowing red hair. It's sort of like a medieval situation with her outfit. Um, and there are all these daisies popping up from the mm. ground or maybe uh, calendula. And then again, because the wands are these beams of light, it just makes it feel so exciting and yes. like energized in some way. And I just think that it's really well done. Yeah, I like those. It's all good cards. Excellent. Oh, man, I, that's the thing is that this deck is really cool. The cards themselves are beautiful. It's just one of those things where it's like, is this a weird use of cultural symbols or Mm -hmm. is this an amazing use of cultural symbols? And we don't have the answer. No, no. (laughs) All right. So now we have to pull a card for our relationship with the deck because we already talked about the deck. We were doing everything backwards today. Did you notice that? I know the intro and then the card. We're in, we're in a weird punchy mood. We're out of control today. I love it, but (laughs) we're not doing a great job. Anxiety has got a hold of us. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It is day two of the quarter. So for me, all right, I got the five of pentacles, which is not great. (laughs) We'll have to butter each other up. (laughs) Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Relationship with the deck is the five of cups. (laughs) This Ma'am. Deck is, excuse me. Yeah, this deck does not like us as much as we like this deck. I know. I thought we were very nice to you, but okay. I, I see know. how you feel now. Exactly. I just, I just the told truth them the comes truth out. about the box. That's all I did. <laughs> all right. Well, that's our show. Don't forget to send us your questions. You can find all of our contact information on wildlytarot.com, including a handy form with which to submit questions and so much more. Yes. yes so yes. much more. Yes. And also tell your friends about us and review us. Like we said, you can do it now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and whatever indie app you have will be amazing. Yeah. And you can also, f- oh, oh, you can tell your friends because we, your friends. Yeah. Know also just us. tell your friends, just, just say friends. to a friend, have you heard this podcast, Wildly Tarot? It's fantastic. <laughs> it's the best podcast I've ever heard. 
Yeah, exactly. You can also follow us on Instagram at Wildly Tarot Podcast or join our Facebook community just by searching Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook. You can also join our Discord server and we have additional merch in our Red Bubble shop if you want stuff with our face, if you want stuff with our coats, uh, with our coats, <laughs> <laughs> with our quotes, and maybe we'll have a hangxiety something something soon that, that's the second one we thought of for today though. yeah for oh, the today, first one is something that Emmett actually Emmett said, said though yes. so we can't do so we can't em. Emmett, sorry you have to make merch yes, Emmett that. we are now commissioning you to yeah. make millions with the shirt exactly um and remember did we get to this point yet yeah, yeah. I, all the links are in the show notes that's all I know oh, yeah. <laughs> and remember go forth and tear wildly maybe not as wildly as we yes been we were today. too wild so maybe tone it down just a little bit <laughs> Tara Wildly, we love you. We love you. <laughs>